Welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs, where business expert and success coach Kelsey Matheson teaches you how to massively grow your business, navigate the mind drama that's holding you back, make more money, and acquire the skills and confidence to become unstoppable. Hello, hello, hello. This is Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs, and you are listening to episode number seven. How are you, my fellow badass entrepreneurs? How is business? Are you doing all the things? Are you wearing all the hats? We are coming up on the holidays, my friends. When this episode goes live, Thanksgiving will have just passed here in the U.S., and we will be in the home stretch towards the end of the year And of course, all the holidays associated with the end of one year and the beginning of another. And this is when we typically get stretched even further as we deal with family obligations, additional responsibilities. Maybe some of you had some Black Friday deals going out, or maybe you're planning some January launches. It's just a lot of extra at this time of the year. Do you know what I mean? So I want to talk about doing all the things as female entrepreneurs. I want to talk about the grind. And I also want to talk about burnout and something I just learned about called success exhaustion. And I'm going to start with a personal story. So I haven't talked about this yet on the podcast, but I'm going to share with you a little bit about what my summer was like. So my husband is a professional actor and he was away from the end of June this year to the end of October. So he was gone for a total of four months shooting a television series in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. And it's an American TV series, but they shoot it up in Canada. And my husband and I are both originally from Canada. I was born in Calgary, Alberta, and my husband was born in a small town about three hours away from Toronto uh, called Sarnia in Ontario. And we moved to New York a little over five years ago to pursue our careers even further. So my husband had auditioned for this TV show. They offered him a role, and he was off to Halifax. Now, typically in this situation, you know, pre-COVID, he would be able to fly back and forth during the weeks that he had some days off from shooting, or my daughter and I might have gone and spent the summer with him in Halifax. But because of all the COVID regulations that were in place, not only by the Canadian government, but also by the production company that my husband was working for, Traveling wasn't really an option for a number of reasons, and we truly did try to figure it out, but after so many lengthy conversations about how we could potentially see each other in person, whether he would come back here to New York or my daughter and I, you know, and even the dog would go there, but in the end, we decided it just wasn't going to happen. So we didn't see each other in person for four months. It's the longest we've been away from each other. And it was really hard on my daughter in the beginning. But we FaceTimed numerous times a day. We texted all the time. We were in constant contact. And we actually had these regular times throughout the day when we would connect. So every morning, if he wasn't shooting, I would chat with him while I took the dog for a walk. Or once our daughter was back in school, she would FaceTime with him on our walk home and she would tell him about her day. We also got into this routine in the evenings where my husband and I would watch maybe the same movie or a Netflix show, and we would FaceTime while we would watch it together. (laughs) So we would choose what we were going to watch, and literally we would say one, two, three, and both press play at the same time while we watched the show. (laughs) We would be FaceTiming so we could make comments to each other, or we would you know, laugh together, or we'd get scared together if we were watching something scary. So that was a lot of fun. We really did everything we could to stay connected, 
But it was a crazy time because when my husband left, my daughter was still in school, just about to finish the sixth grade. And by the time he came back, sixth grade was over. We had finished summer vacation and now she was back in school and in the seventh grade and she had been back for over a month already. So all this to say that during those four months, I had to get laser focused on my daily schedule and plan and execute as closely as I could. And I was in the grind. I was back in the grind, my friends. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to juggle all the balls that I had to deal with. The dog walks and getting my daughter to camp and picking her up from camp and making the lunches and doing the laundry and cleaning the house and planning and cooking the meals. Oh, and doing the dishes. (laughs) This was something that was a big shift for me because as long as my husband and I have been together, which is like 16 years now, I cook, he does the dishes. That's the arrangement. It, It just works out well for both of us. He also does all the laundry. But now that was all on me. And now look, my daughter is old enough that she can help out. And she did. It was amazing. She did the dishes. She did the laundry. She was vacuuming. Like she was helping so much. And we do have a cleaning lady that comes once a week. And that was extremely helpful. But the reality was that there was a lot more of my time being taken up while I was running my businesses, while I was getting certified with the Life Coach School, while I was working towards launching a podcast and just running the house, right? Running the household and juggling all the family responsibilities. I was doing all the things. (laughs) I'm not trying to have a pity party or anything like that. It was just the circumstance. The fact is that my husband was away for four months. We had decided we weren't going to travel during that time. My daughter was either in school or in camp. I was running my businesses. I was going through the certification program at the Life Coach School, and I had joined the Podcast Accelerator program to help me launch my podcast. All of that is neutral. And what I mean by that is it's not good, it's not bad, it's completely neutral. By being neutral, it's just the facts. It's just factual. Okay, it's the facts of the situation until I have a thought about it. So what I'm talking about here is a part of something we call the model in LCS, and LCS stands for the Life Coach School. And Brooke Castillo, who is the founder of the Life Coach School and my mentor, she created the model. And I'll go into more details about the model and how it's used in coaching in another episode of this podcast. But essentially, a circumstance is factual. It can be proven in a court of law, but it's totally neutral until you have a thought about it. Okay, so My husband going away is factual. He was gone from the end of June to the end of October. That can be proven. It's 100% fact, but it's also completely neutral, meaning it's not positive or, or negative until our thoughts come into play. And our thoughts are a choice. And I've mentioned that on this podcast before. And I know sometimes it's hard to wrap our heads around because we feel probably most of the time that our thoughts are fact. So one of my thoughts that I found myself thinking this summer was, I'm so overwhelmed. (laughs) And that isn't a fact. It's just a thought. And let me tell you, that thought didn't help me. It didn't didn't serve me, (laughs) right? I did a lot of coaching this summer on on that thought and, and similar thoughts because when I'm telling myself that I'm overwhelmed, then I'm feeling panicky or I'm feeling stressed or anxious. And that isn't helping anyone. Like It's not helping me. It's not helping my daughter. It's not helping my business or my clients. It's not even helping my husband. So I had to work on shifting my thoughts. And I was trying on thoughts like, I am the master of my time. 
or I'm a master planner. That would help me feel empowered. And when I'm taking action from a place of feeling empowered, I'm more effective. I enjoy what I'm doing a lot more. I have more fun. I'm more productive versus taking action from a place of feeling stressed. Because when we're stuck in overwhelm, we're the opposite of productive. And look, did I get all of my work done? No. Was I able to manage it all on my own? Yeah, I'd say so for the most part. You know, did I get help when I could? Yes. Could I have organized even more help? Sure. But here's the interesting thing about that. When I was stuck in overwhelm, I wasn't able to clearly see how I might have been able to even organize more help for myself. So for example, I could have hired a dog walker for at least, you know, one of the dog's walks. You know, our dog typically goes out three or four times a day. But when I was stuck in overwhelm and stressed out, my mind would spin about finding the right person. Because look, my dog can be a bit temperamental. He's a rescue. He's really, really big. He's super strong. And he's only a year and a half. So he's full of puppy dog energy. (laughs) So I need someone who's experienced with a dog like him. And I would spin about, okay, I'm not going to have the time to find somebody, but I really, really should look into this. So then I would start looking for somebody and I'd go onto the websites. But but then I was like, no, this person isn't working and that person isn't working. And and then, you know, the thought of being overwhelmed would, you know, perpetuate the overwhelm and the stress. So then I would just get so overwhelmed that I'd stop. And I thought that it was the circumstance causing my anxiety and my stress. I thought it was because that I was on my own for four months. But that's not true. I thought that I was feeling that way because I was running the show, but it was my thought, I'm so overwhelmed, that was causing me anxiety and stress. Do you see that? Because if my thought is I'm a master planner, then I'm coming from an empowered state. And if I'm coming from an empowered state, then my actions and my results would have reflected that. Because I wouldn't been, I wouldn't have been trapped in overwhelm. I would have been feeling empowered. And I would have organized my time very differently. And I would have behaved very differently when I'm feeling empowered, right? Versus feeling anxious and, and stressed. Now you might be thinking that this just kind of sounds like a bunch of positive thinking BS <laughs> or something like that. But it's not the case. What I'm talking about here is being the watcher of our own brain when our healthy brain is just trying to keep us safe and steer us away from the pain. Because that is going to happen over and over and over again as entrepreneurs, especially when we're deep in the grind. So let's talk about the grind. The grind is real. And I'm going to be really honest with you about the grind, because the grind is what you will experience as you work towards your first 100K, you know, when you work towards that number in your business. If if making 100K in your business is a goal for you, Reaching that goal is all about the grind. And I know there are a lot of business coaches, especially in the health and wellness field, who are very much opposed to the idea of the grind. And they say that you can build your business without the grind or you should build your business without the grind. But let me tell you something that I've learned about the grind after building multiple businesses over the past 20 years, some seven-figure businesses. What I've learned is that the grind is actually very important because it provides you with irreplaceable skills, experience, and knowledge that will be with you forever as you continue to build your business or any other business in the future, right? And one of my coaches, Stacey Bayman, she talks about this as well. Brooke Castillo talks about this as well. You'll be in the grind as you work towards your first 100K. 
but it provides you with an education that you can't get any other way. And I don't want you to misunderstand me. When I'm talking about the grind, I'm not talking about burnout. I want to be super clear about that. The grind is about getting over your self-doubt and getting super acquainted with your fears, fears that you probably never even knew existed. It's about generating confidence and self-confidence. And remember, I talk about the difference between the two in episode two of this podcast. The grind is essentially about learning. And what is the best way to learn but by failing? So if you are working towards your first 100K, the grind is very real. And I want to offer that it's so worth it (laughs) for reasons that I know you can't even see yet, right? Because you might feel like you're not going anywhere in your business or that your business isn't growing fast enough or that nothing is working. But I'm telling you that all the work you're putting into your business, everything that you're learning, all the hiccups, all the failed launches or the hours that you spend on your website or the time you spent doing things that you're not quite even sure if you're doing them right or not, Or the stuff that you just want somebody else to do and hire somebody else to do, but you know you're just not quite there yet. All of those things create the foundation for your business being incredibly successful. And I remember this one time I had, this was a while back, I had a freebie that I was offering and I needed to figure out a way to connect the opt-in to ActiveCampaign, which is the platform that I use for my email management. And my thought around it was, I don't want to figure it out, or I don't have time to figure it out. So I contacted my website designer and asked her if she could help me. And her response was actually pretty funny. She was like, Kelsey, it's really not that difficult. There are a ton of resources and videos that can walk you through it in literally a matter of minutes. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) I just, I'm just offering you a job here. But she knew that it was not worth her time or my money for her to do it. Which now looking back, I totally appreciate her boundaries, and she was right. When I contacted her, it was my healthy brain trying to keep me safe from doing something that I didn't want to do or I was scared to do. So when I shifted my thought from, I don't have time to figure this out, and I realized, well, that's just fear holding me back, and I embraced that the thought, I am an intelligent woman, I can figure this out, well, guess what? (laughs) I figured it out. And it probably took me more time to have that exchange with my web designer than it did to actually figure it out and just set it up, right? We have to remember that most people went to school or, you know, they were trained to do exactly, you know, what it is that they do. And I'm not saying that they don't grow in their occupation, but you're trained to do what it is you do, or you go to school to learn, you know, what it is that you do. But as entrepreneurs, We're also learning about marketing and social media algorithms and designing websites and learning how to use Canva or figuring out Facebook ads. We're doing all the things. And I've seen so many of my clients in the health and wellness space get so frustrated, especially when it comes to the tech stuff, all the tech stuff. And I know, yes, you can hire it out. Absolutely. But most of you won't be able to do that when you're first getting started. So What I want to offer today is that everything you will learn and the amount of growth you will experience as you embrace the the grind (laughs) will truly help you to become an unstoppable entrepreneur with a successful business. Look, I've created landing pages and opt-ins on my website, and I did my own social media for a while, and I created email automations. And, you know, it might not have been as good as 
what my web designer and my social media manager can do for me now. But I did it and I learned a lot from it. And most importantly, it got me out of my comfort zone and allowed me to process a lot of fear, truthfully, right? I actually just created a landing page for myself last week because my web designer is all booked up. So I thought, well, I don't want to wait. I really want to get this taken care of. And I know how to do it because I did it before. So I'm just going to do it myself. And I did. And here's something else to think about. If something were to happen to my business and I had no money, I had no more staff, I had I had no more business, and I had to start from scratch, everything I learned during the grind of building my other businesses would still be a part of my evolution as an entrepreneur. And that would provide me with the confidence to do it all over again. The grind teaches you how to be resilient. It teaches you how to fail. And for those of you who are in the grind right now, I want you to imagine your future self, your future self in all her entrepreneurial glory coming to you and telling you that you've got this. You know, she'll tell you to keep going. She'll tell you not to give up and to keep making mistakes. And she would tell you that sometimes it's going to feel like you're not going anywhere or maybe even like you're moving backwards. But the grind you're experiencing is what building your entrepreneurial muscles is all about. And this is the foundation of what will make you unstoppable. Is the grind exhausting? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it can be because you're going to be up to your eyeballs in details, all the details. And you're going to feel like you're spending all your time on stuff that doesn't seem to be creating the results that you want. Or you'll feel like the amount of time you're putting in is not reflective of how much money you're making. You're going to feel like an imposter. And if that's the case, make sure you listen to episode number six, where I dive into imposter syndrome. And people will see how hard you're working, and they're going to try to talk you out of doing what you're doing. And they're going to tell you to get a real job because your bank account doesn't reflect the hard work that you're putting into this thing. And all of that and more will happen when you're in the grind. Will it make building your business easier on the flip side? 1000% yes. Because when you keep going and keep failing and keep trying, you are on the right track to creating the life and the business of your dreams. That's it. So I also want to talk about the difference between burnout and the grind. And something else I just learned about called success exhaustion by this woman, Dr. Tanji, who's a physician and a certified life coach. But I'm going to do that in part two, which will be the next episode. So the question I will leave you with today is, what are the areas of your business that feel like the grind? And I'll give you a hint, right? There'll be the areas where you'll say to yourself, well, what, I, what am I even doing? Or this is hard, right? Or I don't need to do this, or I don't like doing this. That's when you know you're in the grind. What are the areas of your business that you feel are the grind? Knowing that uncertainty, frustration, doubt, failure, and constantly trying to figure out stuff is all a part of the grind. And it will help you to navigate it and to process the feelings that surface when you're going through it because you are exactly where you need to be, my friends. And your future self is so incredibly grateful that you're going through what you're going through because you are in the process of creating something extraordinary. Entrepreneurship is not for everyone. And this is the reason why. I was with some friends last night and they were actually toasting me saying how remarkable and impressive I was at managing our lives and my businesses while my husband was away. And it was really lovely to hear. But I also think so much of it was about the resilience I have 
because I've been an entrepreneur for so long. Entrepreneurship works those resiliency muscles in ways that, let me tell you, nothing else will. (laughs) Welcome to the grind, my friends. But look, you can do hard things and it's absolutely worth it. So that's what I have for you this week. Thank you for listening. And please share this podcast with other female entrepreneurs who may be neck deep in the grind right now and could really use this. Next week, I'll dive into part two of this topic. So in the meantime, have a fantastic week doing all the things and also being the badass business builders that you are. Thanks again. Ciao for now. Hey, if you'd like a weekly dose of motivation, inspiration, and actionable tips to grow your business while managing all the things, then you need to get on my email list. Just head over to KelseyMatheson.com to join my list. And while you're there, check out the awesome free content I give away. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share with other female entrepreneurs who need some love and support. And of course, if you haven't already, I would be so grateful if you subscribe, rate, and review my show on your favorite podcast player. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you next week.